0: everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results, and they're all aligned to our nine principles framework. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest, Terry Morgan. Terry is the superintendent of Hardin County Schools in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. She has 27 years of experience in education and has spent her entire career serving Hardin County schools. Her roles at the district have included special education teacher, elementary teacher, assistant principal, and principal. In 2011, she became director of elementary curriculum and instruction for the district. Terry graduated from Breeshew College and she earned her Master's of Education degree from Western Kentucky University. Her district recently sponsored an event for Girls Incorporated, partnering with leaders in the state and corporate partners to help girls explore 38 ways to graduate career-ready. Today, she'll share with us the difference it's making for young women in her school district. Terry will join us again after this episode for part two of our interview with her. Where she'll share about her district's improvement journey. Terry has partnered with Studer Education since 2018. She's known for being a leader who is collaborative, and her passion is that all decisions made in her school district should be student centered. So it's with great pleasure today that I welcome Terry to our show. Terry, welcome. Hey, great to be here. It's uh, so excited to to do this podcast episode and know of the good work that you're doing in Hardin County. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about how you got into the field of education and a little bit about Hardin County.
1: Awesome. Well, first off, I have to credit my mother with why I'm in the field of education. I was a middle school student and she taught in the elementary school. And while I was a middle school student, I would go over and help her first, second graders do sight words and math facts in her classroom before school started. So I had about a 30-minute jump start before everyone else would arrive at school, but the elementary school started earlier. So I would go over and work with those students. And then I came to Hardin County because my mother still taught in my home county And of course, I didn't want it to be said that I followed in my mother's footsteps. So I thought (laughs) I would come to Hardin County for a while and then transfer back. And 33 years later, I'm still here in Hardin County, have never gone back home except on weekends. Uh, But that's really how it started was just those little sessions of helping individual students out in her elementary classroom.
0: Yeah, I think so, so true to most of us, where we've had some connection to our families and education, and we get it, it's in our blood, and we can't get it out, can we, Terry? (laughs) You
1: really can't, and you know, I would hope more educators encourage their children to go into education, because even if I had tried to do something else, I think I would have ended up right back in the path where I belong, which is
0: Absolutely. And so glad that you made that decision. And so the first part of the interview today, I want to talk about something um, that you all are doing called Girls, Inc. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with Girls, Inc. and how it serves your students?
1: Well, there is a group in our community, and we are so fortunate to live in a community that people are heavily involved in the education system. So there's a girl Uh, a group called Boss Ladies and they actually started Girls Incorporated and it really started out as an entrepreneurship, what would you like to do, how could you start your own business, never give up, those type of things. But at the end of our first Girls Incorporated, we allowed the girls to come up and ask questions of all of the panelists And you could just see the girls' eyes light up when they started asking questions very specific to them about what career opportunities they could see with each of the panelists. So after that first year, we said, how can we involve more stakeholders and small groups so that the girls get to ask those all-important questions uh, to the panelists? So from that time, we had about six to eight women on our panel, and now we have about 40 women from our community who are professionals in a lot of careers that normally are not considered women-centered careers, and it's just a revelation for these girls to say, I can do something different than what maybe has been presented to me by my parents or by societal norms.
0: Yeah. And so important, you know, I mean, it's because we would think that that's not the case today, but it still is, you know, in terms of really looking at the traditional types of careers for women. Um, But can you, can you talk then a little bit more about you know, how the women, the young girls select their areas and, you know, do you do an interest survey? What's the, what's the protocol for how you gain their input and insight?
1: Well, we actually have 41 pathways in Hardin County schools and that goes from welding Mm -hmm. to automotive to nursing, criminal justice. So, we send out a survey to each of the girls and ask them, what is an area that you are interested in? And they select four. And we always try to give them their number one and number two choice, sometimes their number three choice. But the fourth one is really a career that we want them to be aware exists that they maybe have never thought of and that is out of their comfort zone. So, for example, we had. It's funny, I uh, say linesmen, but it's really, they're not linesmen, they're lineswomen. But these are people who get up and work on the power lines. And it was amazing to see the girls go, you mean you get up in a bucket truck and you go, you know, (laughs) a a hundred feet up in the air? Are you scared? Is that invigorating to be able to do that? We had uh, some ladies who are actual welders, and the greatest thing was one of our young ladies was already in the welding program at her mm-hmm. home high school and this was a ninth grader that's the career she wants to have but she wants to take and make sets in Hollywood and I thought oh, wow. what an interesting job cool. she's a very artistic mm-hmm. young lady but she just knows that she can use that welding career to do something bigger and better all the way thinking as big as going to Hollywood as her career. So those are just two examples. Uh, You know, we still have the fashion design and a lot of the girls signed up for that. This year we had a professional YouTuber and she has over 500,000 followers. And so that was exciting for the girls to be able to see that as a potential career, but also the difficulty that you have of breaking into that. So it was almost like a reality check of it's not all the glamour that you think it's going to be and nor is it near as easy as what it makes it seem like when you join a YouTube channel or TikTok or um, that type of media pathway.
0: Yeah, because, you know, at the at the end of the day, regardless of what they're doing in that regard with the digital media, for example, they're going to if they do something with it, they have to know how to run a business and make money and, you know, be self-sufficient in that way. So um, the fun has to go into the business aspect of how to how to do the day in and day out as well. So that's I'm sure those conversations come into play as well.
1: Absolutely. That was the interesting part is that our young ladies learned that you almost need multiple fields to be successful. If you want to start your own business, you have to have some type of craft that you know how to do. But then you also, as you mentioned, you have to have the business sense, the money sense of how to make all of that work, how to start out as a small business. You don't just automatically start as a million dollar. It might start out to be a, a $10,000 a year to a 30000 and then build up. But You know, even a career such as nursing, if you want to go out on your own or you want to be a a travel nurse, there are all these opportunities that as a ninth grader, you are just simply not aware of. So this really is an introduction to what are all the possibilities that you have and don't limit yourself. And that's really what the conversation of the day leads to is look at all the potential that you have and what you can do in your future. The other aspect that our people bring in is these are not all eight on a row students. Mm -hmm. Many of them were average students, and yet they have been able to do great things. And that's what our girls see is wow, I don't have to be the most popular. I don't have to be the most attractive according to social norms. I don't have to be that 4.0, 100% scholarship to college. And yet, there are so many opportunities for me to be successful.
0: Yeah, it's great, Terry. You know, and I'm sure it has great impact on your community as well. You know, um, so what level of involvement is Girls Incorporated seeing from their community? Uh, that is simply amazing. We had over 40
1: people, 40 women, professional women to respond. And about 30 of these had joined us last year and they are contacting us. Please let us know when you're going to do this again, because we want to be a part of this. They love the honesty of the girls when they are speaking to them. They love the questions. They love the feedback. Uh, And sometimes they'll get off task. Well, how did you handle this situation when you were in school? with social media a part of your high school and for many of them social media have really just started when they were in high school and so it is just a great blessing to us to have these ladies willing to come in and share their stories that each of our ninth grade girls can connect with. That's probably the most meaningful part for us is that these are 40 professional women who want to be there. And then you have about 500 girls who come in over two days. Uh, just to discuss their careers and how they achieved that success in their career.
0: Yeah, well, what a, I mean, and I'm sure for those 40 women, what, how, how much that, how good that makes them feel of being able to build that contribution, you know, as well. Um, Well, You know, so, yeah, go ahead afterwards, and they have a chance to
1: share with one another, and they are always so tickled about the stories that some of the girls have shared, the impact that they think it's made. Sometimes they will exchange email addresses, Twitter accounts, uh, Snapchat, (laughs) all of those things, and so they're just really touched by the difference that they make, and many of them have talked about how the uh, girls will reach back out to them at a later date or start following them on their Facebook account, you know, Snapchat, yeah. those type of things.
0: Yeah, those are great results in and of themselves. But, you know, talk a little bit more about what results you're seeing from the program and, you know, what feedback have you received from the from the participants in the program? Right. So we always do a
1: survey uh, with the girls afterwards just to ask them what was the impact on this. And most of them will say it never entered my mind that I could do this that this is the line of success that I have yet to experience, but yet from their example, I know there is hope for me and I can take this information and move myself forward. I think that's the biggest thing is they see opportunities ahead of them, not roadblocks, and if they do see a roadblock, how to overcome that roadblock. The other thing is they see the opportunities of maybe you're going to go into aerospace engineering but there's so many aspects of that that you could take this single pathway and do a multitude of other options um, that are available to you so I think that's the biggest um, mm-hmm. benefit that we have from this is the success that they feel that they can have post high school
0: yeah so I was just having a conversation uh, with one of my family members I uh, going to college you know next year and and uh you know, really into sports, right? You know, so, you know, and sometimes we think things like, well, if you're not an athlete or you're not going to play on a college team, then there's not anything for you. So I found an article that had like about 20 jobs in sports that were not (laughs) being an athlete. And we just sat down and talked about it would mean like if you're doing this job what kind of skill set would you need and how do you manage college around that it was such a wonderful conversation terry and and i and i think about the opportunity for having those conversations somebody now who's been out in the field for a while understanding that from that perspective and just having that nice conversation with them and giving him a a different type of roadmap and that's what I see happening there is it's not just about here's a job and here's the definition of that job and we're going to go you have a choice here but here's a job and there are multiple things that you can do to build the application and just to engage in that discussion, you know, that, I don't think we do that enough. I think we're, we're just too pipeline through this job equals that, or this job equals that. That's kind of what I hear you say. Am I, am I reading that right a little bit? Oh, absolutely. That is, it's, they feel pigeonholed. Like if
1: I go into the medical field, this is what I have to do. They have no idea that you can do go into emergency room, uh, that you can be, you know, a regular nurse that comes In and gives uh, boosters to kids all day that they have experienced when they go to their uh, pediatric doctor. And they just see the possibilities of where their job can lead. Uh, Probably one of the more eye-opening was we had all these young girls that thought they wanted to be a NICU nurse in a pediatric (laughs) unit. And after the nurse finished talking to them about the difficulties and the heartbreak that sometimes comes with being a pediatric uh, NICU nurse, they were like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. Yeah. that. That just sounds awful. So not only do they learn about the possibilities of careers, many of them learn this is not what I thought this job would be. So yeah. I now know or have enough information to investigate this a little bit more before I hang my hat on that job or this career that I may need to be thinking wider uh, than just this single pathway
0: like you spoke of. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, keep them from making some mistakes as they go on and having to change their major, change their major, change their major, all those things that come come out. Or if they don't go to college, just here's a job, I really don't like it, go from job to job. So such incredible work that you all are doing there. So I've enjoyed this part of our segment of the podcast episode. And as we continue our conversation later, we'll uh, then dive a little bit deeper into to the work that you're doing in your district around the improvement work and the leadership aspects of of how you've led your team and uh, built a a really wonderful district. So thanks today, Terry, for, uh, for just engaging in this discussion. Important, important work. I agree. Uh, anything we can do, and you'll see that it's on our scorecard, to
1: empower our students to make educated decisions about what they're going to do after high school. So this leads right into our scorecard and the goals that we
0: have for our students as they move forward. That's great. So we'll talk about that at our in our next episode. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. I appreciate Terry sharing her experience and the work that they're doing in the district with their community, with Girls Incorporated. What a great program and a contribution that the district is making to serve their students. And as I mentioned before, we will have part two of Cherry's interview where she talks to us about her school district's improvement journey, really looking at how they define their results and work toward the improvement process to achieve those results and build a great workplace culture. Look forward to seeing and talking to Terry at our next episode of Accelerate Your Performance. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Performance. Feel free to share this episode with a friend or colleague you think today's topic will find meaningful. Also, we'd love to connect with you on social media. You can follow Accelerate Your Performance on Instagram and follow Studor Education on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. There, you'll get the scoop on upcoming episodes as well as leadership highlights, takeaways from this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles framework so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.